to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome back to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. This is episode 36, and I am re-recording it as the first go got entirely deleted. So it's taken me a few days to circle back around as I've been really deep in the trenches, doing some ceremonial, some personal work with one of my mentors, and a lot of ancestral healing. and. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this work. I'm grateful to be here with you all. And I appreciate your patience in receiving this episode. I really strive with consistency as it is um, It is something that can be rare to find in the world these days. And so I like to mean what I say and say what I mean. And I do have a goal to deliver these episodes to you every other Friday. However, I am human just like you and sometimes things happen and this is life and we keep going and we just do our best. 
So I want to speak to you a little bit about the past Venus Day that was Friday, September 10th. Uh, We know Venus as goddess of what we love, what we value, what we treasure. She's goddess of beauty. And Venus is so important in these times, in my personal opinion. We know Uranus is in Taurus, and Uranus popped into Taurus in 2018, and then went retrograde back into Aries and then really anchored in to Taurus in 2019. And Uranus in Taurus is now being governed by Venus. And Uranus really wishes to push us to our edges, to take us to new frontiers. Uranian energy is very innovative. And on one level, we could absolutely say it is the guide of the Aquarian age. We are immersing ourselves in an age where we're really expressing our own unique, authentic identities. And within that uniqueness, we're also weaving together within a field of unity consciousness. And Uranus and Taurus is asking us to really go beyond the beyond, what what are the ways you've been showing up on planet Earth that are no longer serving these new paradigms, these new codes of life and living that you wish to exude in your day-to-day? And so this is truly deeply about our value system. What do we value in life? Do we value technology over Mother Earth? Do we value our ideas and our concepts over our heart? Some people do. Some of us really value our connection to nature, to the wildness of the planet, and to the waters and the sacred fires and these elemental connections that are ancient. And so We are in a time where we must align our day-to-day habits, rituals, the way we show up in the most mundane ways must be in alignment with our value system. And for many of us, that could be a stretch to make that really consistent. And this is part of this transition time we're in right now is what in your life needs to shift, what in your life needs to dissolve. So I speak to this and I will continue to speak to this because I feel like as we're traversing our current astrology, and when I say our current astrology, I'm looking at a a wide time range of 2020 to 2026. We're in a period of great upheaval and transformation and a lot is dissolving. And as things are collapsing and dissolving and literally dying, there's also simultaneously rebirth and renewal. And in these times, we must be radical. We must be willing to align our value system with our day-to-day living. And for some, that can be transformed quite easily. And for others, it may take some time to get there. However, we vote for a reality 
every single day with how we spend our sacred time, our sacred attention. I talk to so many people who say they don't have time, they don't have space for a daily practice. However, we all know that many, many people spend at least an hour scrolling on their phone or whatever other device each day. So can you imagine if you limited that scrolling, you could easily craft in a daily practice that's going to be of service. And this resurgence of our spiritual traditions, our spiritual path, our daily practice, for me, is really key for this theme of the month of September that we're in in 2021. As we're working with building our intentions from the past Virgo new moon. And soon we'll be coming up to that Pisces full moon. And so this whole month, it's it's got like every Virgo season has that kind of back to school vibe. This month has that absolutely like it's time to, you know, hunker hunker in and get get a little more studious about how we're showing up for our lives. Yes. And really what Virgo works with is that embodiment of our collective cosmic consciousness, our God consciousness, our divine, our goddess, however you want to connect to spirit and the divine realm, the source consciousness. This is that journey of Virgo and Pisces as they communicate to and from one another across the zodiacal wheel, Virgo is really asking us to be embodied. And with that, on this past Venus day, September 10th, Venus shifted from one of her home signs of Libra into Scorpio. So Venus is here to harmonize through our sensuality, our relationships, the social world, And ultimately, Venus is crafting our culture. How we, how we work our Venus energy is how each one of us participates in the culture at large. And so with Venus and Scorpio, there is a desire to penetrate the hidden depths to bring a new layer of mastery to our human liberty as we experience it in the day to day. So with that, we know that Scorpio really likes to go deep into the depths and therefore there's there's a lot of shadow work that happens with Scorpio. So it's important to also honor the fact that there's more intensity coming through our relationships right now and how do we balance that out? How do we harmonize that? Um, being conscious that uh, there's going to be more sensitivity stirring up in everyone's psyches. And also just taking opportunities to ask for consent in all of your relationships, not assuming that the other person maybe wants to go into the depths that you do in that given moment, like just checking in because all of us store trauma in the body. And with Venus and Scorpio, I believe it's a really potent time to be doing your own inner shadow work, your own trauma work, particularly with like the root 
and the sacral, the womb chakra. Every being on the planet has that womb chakra space. And uh, for the divine masculine, it's referred to as the hara. The Scorpio journey with Venus and Scorpio will be taking us more into the depths as we're shifting seasons and really starting to become more otherworldly throughout the year with with those who live in the northern hemisphere because we're we're preparing for more of that descent energy while those who live in the southern hemisphere you all are preparing more for that ascent energy coming up from that otherworldly space and as we are on a polarity planet they are one and the same right the frequencies around them are quite similar and there's a mirroring that is happening and so with Venus and Scorpio, we have this ability to experience greater healing in our body temples and to really purify the womb space. And as I'm recording this, uh, we are in the first quarter moon phase. The, the moon is now in Capricorn. And so the moon is really seeking to build from those Virgo new moon intentions. There's a trine frequency, so a lot of gifts and potential. But also that first quarter moon phase is a time of struggle on some level because as the roots of our Virgo new moon intentions are diving deeper into the earth, the stems and leaves of possibility are being awakened. And so when possibility is being awakened, there's also a need to clear out obstacles. And so as we can do that with persistence and vision and just that entrepreneurial spirit of Capricorn, that's really important. And that is something I spoke about this entrepreneurial spirit uh, in the fall of 2020 in one of my previous episodes. And I really believe in this Aquarian age, we're, we're all artists, we're all healers, we're all entrepreneurs. Whether we work for ourselves or we work for someone else or whatever it is we do in the day-to-day, it is absolutely a form of artistry. It is a form of entrepreneurship. And as we can claim our lives and our existence in this way, we show up as leaders and we show up willing and able to serve. And this is an important piece of that paradigm shift that we're going through with Uranus and Taurus and some of the other outer planets and their transits. As I'm recording this today on Tuesday, September 14th, Mars, who is the planet of how we move energy forward, the planet of action, of will, of that very kind of earthly, um, instinctual will power. Mars is shifting from earthy and mutable Virgo today to intelligent and assertive Libra. So, as Mars works with our will, Mars also works with our drive, our aim, our force, our life force, our vital life force, the vitality of our bodies. And 
Mars really gives us this opportunity to master the energy of our physical bodies. And Mars in Libra is honestly a little challenged because ultimately Mars wishes to move forward with pure instinct. But Libra, on the other hand, is working with the power of ideas and concepts and really seeking to bring elegance and equity and harmony into all of the Libran actions. And so this can take some time and there can be this innate kind of struggle because Mars wants to move forward instinctually and Libra really wants to sit back and weigh and balance and deliver So that's something we want to be aware of for the next month, just that kind of tension around how we're moving energy forward and also noting that Mars and Libra really also wishes to deliver more justice into all of our partnerships and how can we show up for that part of it. And so with that, I want to speak about this Pisces full moon that we have coming up. It's exact on Monday, Monday, September 20th at 7.54 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. And the moon will be at 28 degrees, 13 arc minutes Pisces, opposing the sun in Virgo at 28 degrees, 13 arc minutes Virgo, and I'm going to speak more about the degrees in a moment. But as I was saying earlier about that access between Virgo and Pisces, right? Like Virgo is that holistic healer, that organizer, that humble servant that really wants to embody the processes of everything that has been analyzed and experienced in the day to day. And then across the zodiacal wheel, we have this Pisces frequency. It's water energy, very much connected with our feelings and our emotions, and it's mutable, so changeable. And Pisces has a desire, a need to commit to a dream or ideal and to really work towards its realization. Pisces frequency is all about the imagination and how one imagines It is the archetype of the mystic, the artist, the seeker, the channel, the psychic, the priestess, the priest. And this is a deep sign of sensitivity, intuition, um, really offering a portal into our dreams, our visions, how to be more compassionate, how to be unconditionally loving, and more introverted. Now, the shadow frequency or the unawakened aspects of Pisces is pure delusion, uh, showing up as a martyr or an addict, um, really being uh, out there, struggling with escapism, completely avoiding reality, um, experiencing deep grief, but not being willing to own it and instead projecting it onto others around, creating deception, having absolutely no boundaries, (laughs) and being a psychic sponge. So with this understanding, knowledge, this is such a luscious, beautiful, beautiful full moon because 
the moon loves to be in Pisces. There's this beautiful connection there. It's a water sign. It's it's very vast. Like Pisces frequency really connects to this kind of oceanic consciousness. And as we go through the journey of the zodiacal wheel, and as I've mentioned, Virgo is so much about that physical body and how do we anchor these spiritual practices into the day-to-day mundane living And then we journey through these other relational signs and then the more universal signs culminating with Pisces where we expand back into that collective wisdom, that collective heart. And in traditional astrology, Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces. And in contemporary astrology, Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. And Neptune has been transiting its home sign of Pisces since 2012. And this is just off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure we'll transit up until 2026 in Pisces. Right now, um, as this full moon comes in, Neptune is conjunct the Pisces moon. Neptune is retrograde at 21 degrees, 36 arc minutes. And also Neptune is conjunct Pallas Athene in Pisces retrograde as well. Now Pallas Athene is this goddess of the high mind. Uh, She's where she lives in our charts. She's really showing up uh, to help us to be more focused on justice, on mental creativity and uh, abilities, and to really think deeply and wide and expansive. And Pallas Athene in Pisces is very expansive and wide. She's very dreamy. She's very creative. She wants to connect into those realms of light and color and sound and vibration and healing and texture and form. And so Pallas Athene transiting through Pisces brings in a lot of beautiful, beautiful creative expansion. And Neptune is like the high heart of the planetary archetypes. We can see Venus is connecting to our love and our relationships. And Neptune is like this higher octave of Venus connecting more with that altruistic love, that spiritual brotherhood, sisterhood connection. And so this full moon has such a tie between Neptune and Pallas Athene. Now, Neptune in Pisces is like extremely um, connected into the intuitive mystical realms. It's like Pisces in its highest and also can be Pisces in its lowest because there can be a lot of avoidance, a lot of grief, a lot of addiction. And absolutely, these are things that we see in the world around us. There are so many people on the planet right now that would just rather check out or escape or avoid or numb out with different drugs or substances or even through abusing ceremonial plant medicine. This form of addiction takes many different uh, appearances, the way that we uh, have just kind of jumped into this whole culture 
of being busy, busy, busy on technology 24-7, you know, on a device all of the time, not really carving out space to just enjoy simple human day-to-day activities like making a beautiful meal and sitting down to enjoy it and going to a cafe and having a conversation with a stranger and even leaving your home without your device. And so we could say so much of this is related to that transit, that this long-term transit of Neptune in Pisces. And so this full moon is bringing some revelation, some awareness around our journey with Neptune and Pisces, because as of now, it's it's been a nine-year journey. And to really take stock of how are we feeling about this collectively and how are we feeling about this individually? And I, I can tell you from my own personal practice and experiences, this is absolutely a place where I am, like really looking at my habits and what I've allowed to happen in my relationship with technology and how I want to shift that because I have a 10 and a half half year old daughter and we can speak about our values and we can speak about how we uh, believe and how we show up in the world. But what speaks the louder is our actions and children particularly learn from our behaviors and our actions more than from what we speak to them about. So this is a potent, potent full moon. It's a potent full moon to get into the practical day-to-day, nitty-gritty, mundane. How are you showing up? How are you embodying your values? And then also to realign and really reactivate yourself with your spiritual traditions, your spiritual practices, and however that may show up for you. There's a lot of uh, weaving with the imagination and magic with this full moon. And as a full moon always opposes the sun, everything I've spoken about in this episode about that Virgoian energy is very important. And One of the ways I like to relate to Virgo is like this great celestial mother, right? Virgo comes in really wanting to refine and organize. And she wants to do this because she can see far and wide. And she's she's helping to get us to the spaces and the places practically that we desire through our high hearts. And there's this this beautiful energy to draw upon. And at the same time, this full moon also opposes Mars, who has just shifted into Libra. And with that, how we're moving forward, particularly in our relationships, is going to have a signature with this full moon. Now, the sun also trines Pluto retrograde in Capricorn and the North Node in Gemini. And we're coming towards the closure of our journey with the North Node collectively in Gemini. That'll close out later on in the year. And what we're being guided to with that is really to be innovative, to think outside of the box, to draw in new concepts, new ideas, 
to do that dance of polarity. Right now, we we have a lot of division on the planet around uh, different choices and approaches and philosophies. And what would be amazing is for people who have a very particular viewpoint and opinion to attempt to argue the opposite viewpoint and opinion, right? Like, like really debate in healthy ways and imagine you're on a debate team and that you could debate for any of the values and opinions and beliefs. And right now where we are, it's, it's just, it's a classic example of how divide and conquer techniques have been used uh, around and through humanity throughout the ages. And how we neutralize that is through our compassion and our high heart and a willingness to to just even imagine the other viewpoints, the other opinions, the other beliefs, the other value systems, and to hold space for those and to hold space with compassion and really understanding the humanity in one another. So with that North Node in Gemini, it, and there's this trine with the Sun and Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, which Pluto, as we know, has been in Capricorn since 2008. And as of next year, we're really going to begin opening the gates of our Pluto return here in the United States. And the Pluto return is, uh, it, it's a long cycle and for the United States, it will be our first Pluto return and very significant. What we're seeing with Pluto and Capricorn is a dissolving, a dissolving of the really old, outworn paradigms and structures. And it's like a roto-rooter coming in to unclog all of the drains. And if you've ever physically done your own drain, <laughs> declogging, right? There's a lot of weird stuff that comes out. Like sometimes it's like, I don't even know what that is or how that was created, right? Like slime and like dark matter and hair and who knows what else, right? It's just like a congealment of so many things. And we think about what we wash down the drain. Like if you're taking a shower, this is dead skin cells. It's so many things uh, shedding off of the body, and then it can kind of clump and congeal in the drain. And I'm sorry if this is feeling a little too visceral for you. However, this is zodiacally what we're going through culturally right now, not just in the United States, but the entire world at large with Pluto being in Capricorn. And those of us who live in the United States in 2022 through at least 2024, we're going to feel major, major waves with this Pluto return. And it's going to be a time of unclogging the drain and being in the trenches. And so it's like, it's a good time to kind of get your, your suit on, you know, your whatever kind of suit that is going to help you get in the trenches and be present with it. That is important. And so I'm using the suit as a metaphor, right, for your spiritual practice, for your daily practice. I wish I could say things are going to get easier, but we have a few more years of challenge 
of really roto-rootering those drains. And we're, we're going into the collective psyche. We're going into our ancestral psyches. We're going into our personal psyches. It's powerful and it's beautiful. And this is absolutely what we came here on earth to do in these times. So you're so supported and you have everything you need to get through it. And the most important piece is to surrender, to surrender to the process and be present with it. So with that being said, I want to speak a little bit about this 29 degrees Pisces. It's almost the very tail end of the journey of the Sabian symbols and the star sparks. They end at 30 degrees Pisces. So we're coming to this full on culmination with this full moon. Something is coming to realization. Something wants to be illuminated and very much celebrated. And the star sparks for 29 degrees is, and these are created by Ilias Lonsdale, Balinese dancers wearing elaborate gold costumes. And in the description, Ilias talks about this fantastic display of color, form, and movement, and how... Um, as these dancers are moving, they're really, they've crafted this accomplished invocation of a deity, of the infinite, of that which surpasses our mental comprehension. This is about a feeling for worlds beyond and a desire to show how these greater worlds come through into a, a very, um, through a vast spectrum of possible expressions. And how this brilliant technique is ultimately about seeking to form a sacred vessel and to make it hearty, to make it rightful and expressive for all who meet it. The interior focus lies in the inspiration, the infusion, the call to be one of those who reveals the mysteries in just the way they are intended to come forth. And ultimately, this could be about a code of the warrior, the karmic warrior that is seeking to unveil what was hidden, to serve in ultimate ways, and to be here when it counts. A need is felt to bring these ancient, timeless ways into this world now without betraying their essence or their substance. And 29 degrees through the Sabian symbols, is light breaking into many colors as it passes through a prism. This is about the analytical power of the mind necessary for the formulation of life processes and their many aspects. And with that, we know that cycles of existence begin in, in, begin in unity. However, perhaps they end in multi-unity, that the consummation constitutes a sum Within that sum, there is a unified total. And this is all about multiplicity. The prism is always there. There is no absolute unity. If anything could be called absolute, it is the relationship between the one and the many. And so this full moon is really teaching us about that relationship between the one and the many. And... A couple of days after the full moon on Wednesday, September 22nd, the sun shifts into Libra and 
Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we shift from Lamas into Mabon, also known as Fall Equinox, whereas in the Southern Hemisphere, you all are shifting out of Imbolc into Spring Equinox, the Vernal Equinox. So Mabon is about day and night being an equal length. It is known as the Fall Equinox, the Harvest Festival, the Festival of Thanksgiving. This is all about restored balance and integration. And the autumn equinox opens a doorway to winter, just like the spring equinox opens that doorway to summer. But for us in the Northern Hemisphere, summer is now complete and a new phase is beginning as the days are becoming shorter and cooler. And so this is a powerful time to really give thanks, to give thanks for all the earth provides us in our lives, to give thanks for that frequency of wanting to gather in more, to collect the ripening fruits and nuts, the last harvest of the vegetables, to begin to see those fall crops going in the ground and the the squash and other Uh, crops coming more to that time of harvest to collect mushrooms and berries and to really focus on the outside work that needs to be done to create more warmth as the days become shorter. And so this is a time of really balancing, of reconciling opposites, of clearing up debris physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And with this time of year, we we celebrate Dragon Day on spring and fall equinox. So wherever you are in the world, we're celebrating that dragon frequency, that mystical, ancient, primordial frequency. And we could say it is the dragons that tend the ley lines, the meridians of Mother Earth's body. And so there is a a harmonization that occurs on the equinox. It's a powerful, powerful time to meditate, to prayer, pray, to <laughs> go into prayer, to go into ceremony, to really get present in your life, to carve out that moment of giving thanks. And as the dragon frequency for us in the Northern Hemisphere is preparing for the fall, there is that uh, going back deep down underground into um, the inner realms, carrying that fire energy. And I love with, with fall equinoxes, we're beginning to welcome in that root energy. I love creating more space for deeper sleep, for more rest, for renewal, for dreaming a new dream. It's such a powerful time to meditate at trees, to feel the descending energies, to plant bulbs in the ground, to clear your sacred spaces, to bathe and tend your crystal allies, um, to meditate, to make fresh altars, to create bundles of herbs for sachets to get you through the winter. And as the sun shifts into Libra, it really is a time to honor that part of ourself, that inner diplomat, the the partner, the person who's seeking justice, who's seeking elegance, who's seeking harmony through right action, through that which is 
balanced and fair. And this is really a season of welcoming in Ma'at. Ma'at as this powerful ancient goddess connecting to ancient Egypt and Ma'at as the one of justice and truth and purity who weighs each human's heart after their death as they traverse the underworld. And it is determined where their soul will will move on to. And Ma'at weighs the heart. And she weighs the heart not just to see did one complete good deeds, do they did they work through their karmic uh, patterns? Did they fulfill their purpose? But also, how did they digest emotionally their experiences here on the earth plane? How did they live through that time? And so with that, I am called to share with you a little more about Ma'at. However, I want to just take a moment to offer up a couple of invitations for you to journey with me. I am opening the fall uh, council for our earth seed journey on Tuesday, September 21st. We begin at 7 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. We journey for nine weeks. You can join us anywhere in the world. This course is live and it is recorded and you will have access to all of the materials for a lifetime. And it's not just that you have access to all of the materials for a lifetime, but you also, once you invest in the Earth Seed journey, every time I teach this course, every spring and fall that I offer it, you have this opportunity to come circle back around and to be a part of it. And this is a a beautiful network of people all over the planet, really anchoring deeper into Mother Earth, consciously understanding how to root and ground cosmic energy through the portals of our body, through the chakras, with the stones, with very particular stone allies that I've selected for each one of you through my own wisdom and journey with the stones and the teachings I've studied through the Taoist lineage. And we also work with the solar gates and the lunar phases. So you really understand how in these radical times you can anchor yourself through principles, but also through practices that I'm going to share with you, how you can anchor yourself as everything is shifting so quickly and so vastly, we need something to anchor to. So We had our first Earthseed journey in the spring of 2021. There were 29 people who joined, and we went deep, and people had such profound experiences, and I know that you will too. And so if you're feeling a call to this, I'm going to um, link it in the show notes where you can join in Earthseed. I would love to have you Even if you can't come live, I guarantee you, you're going to benefit. You will get all of the recordings. I offer Q&A at the end of every session. We also have a network where we connect with each other on your phone or your iPad or whatever kind of device you want to use. And it is a secure network 
um, it's off of Facebook or any kind of major social media media platforms. So it's very private and secure and no one is like collecting your data, which is something that's important for me. Um, yeah, I could say so much more about Earthseed, but I've really written a lot about it. And so I'm going to link in the show notes where you can discover more about it. So if you're feeling the call, please join us. It would be such an honor to have you as a part of our fall council. And with that, I also just want to extend again the invitation to join us on the Living Legacy Pilgrimage to Kemet, to Egypt, December 3rd through 22nd of 2021. We are forming a really solid group of people. It is going to be such a transformative journey. Traveling to Egypt on pilgrimage always is. And each pilgrimage has its own unique flavor. This one, because we're going in the water year, we will be spending quite some time in Siwa working with many different kinds of healing waters. And so it's going to be a really powerful opportunity to clear grief, your personal grief, your ancestral grief, the collective grief you've been carrying around, not just for the last year and a half, but many, many years, right? Like we're all carrying so much grief and it's really important to consciously clear it. And so we're going to sacred waters, salt water, hot springs, mineral waters to do that clearing work. And it's going to be an adventure. We're going to many different temples and tombs and you will get to experience the pyramids and it's interesting because as I'm speaking to you right now I can feel like my throat needs to be cleared and I just want to also honor and acknowledge that Egypt is the throat chakra of mother earth and we are at a place on the planet where so many people have been silenced and they're not speaking their truth And if you feel like this is you and you know you need to do work around your throat, I really encourage you to consider come with us, journey with us. You will be safe. You will be held in such a potent, protective container. I guarantee you this. And I know it's an an awkward time on planet Earth to be getting out and traveling. However, We must continue to move forward, and ceremony and prayer is needed now more than ever, especially at sacred sites, and especially at very intentional ancient sites. And Egypt is not just a sacred site. It is literally the transmitter and the receiver and the broadcaster for planet Earth. So what we do there will carry us forth for years, if not lifetimes to come. And again, I'd love to share more details with you. So if you're feeling the call and you want to know more, you can go to my website, earthseedtemplearts.com backslash Egypt. You'll see I've crafted a video. There's a write-up about some of the details. And for those who are truly serious, after you've looked in those spaces and you've taken some time and you've sat with it, send me an email and I will 
offer you back the full, complete written invitation. I'm also offering complimentary 20-minute alignment sessions where we can just focus in together. And if you're truly interested in going, but you're feeling some blocks, or if you have more questions that you would like answered, it's just an opportunity to come together and to really sit. And and that conversation will absolutely help you know whether this is right for you or not. And I just want to say one more piece about it, and that is a lot of people um, are saying to me, I want to go, you know, another time with you. And I want you to, too. (laughs) I want to keep going back and back. And I also want to go back to Avalon and to the south of France. And there's other places I want to travel to as well and, and bring pilgrimage there when it feels aligned. The way that I craft these pilgrimages, they are a collaboration with the divine. And I listen to the divine. And we live in such uncertain times. I cannot say what the future pilgrimages will look like, if there will be future pilgrimages. I would love for there to be. Pilgrimage is like my sacred holy work. It is that that which, uh, it's my artistic form of expression and prayer and devotion, and I live for for pilgrimage. Uh, However, we live in such wild times, and we must seize the opportunities that we feel called to. And I just want to really plant that with you if you are feeling a call. So thank you again for tuning in to this episode. And I'm going to share some more sacred information about Ma'at as we're shifting into the fall and Libra season. And we'll culminate with a guided meditation. And again, I just want to thank you for your patience in receiving episode 36. Three plus six equals nine. And we know Tesla had such a deep connection with 369. And I think it's fascinating how this episode kind of ended up being birthed. And nine is so much about completion and uh, magic and wisdom. So I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for each one of you who listen into these journeys. And I always love hearing from you what you appreciate about the podcast, what you'd like to know more of. And um, please just take a moment. And if you have uh, the podcast app downloaded from iTunes, take a moment and review this um, podcast, write a little, you know, a sentence or two about how it lands for you. It means so much to me if you can take that time. All of your reviews help get the podcast out to other people. It's very grassroots the way podcasts grow. I need your support in that way. If you feel called to do that, it would mean so much to me. As Ma'at is the goddess of justice, truth, righteousness in the world, right action. I wish to share with you the 42 principles, the ideas, the laws of Ma'at that you may invoke as we shift from 
Lamas into Mabon, into this Libra season, which when we look at the zodiacal wheel, Libra is the one sign of the zodiac that does not have human or animal representation. It is merely the scales. And this upholding of equity and justice is how I connect Libra to the goddess Ma'at because I feel that Libra deserves to have this representation. And we know that Libra is ruled by Venus and that Venus, goddess of love and culture and beauty, it is this beauty way that is actually about right action. Ma'at, it is said, ruled over cosmic order and not just the realm of the humans, but also of the gods and goddesses, the Nataru. And so Ma'at represents that which is just and fair. And as that gatekeeper, that guardian that weighs the heart with her sacred scales to see our actions, these are the principles in which that weighing is rooted. Number one, I honor virtue. Number two, I benefit with gratitude. Number three, I am peaceful. Number four, I respect the property of others. Number five, I affirm that all life is sacred. Number six, I give offerings that are genuine. Number seven, I live in truth. Number eight, I regard all altars with respect. Number nine, I speak with sincerity. Number 10, I consume only my fair share. Number 11, I offer words of good intent. Number 12, I relate in peace. Number 13, I honor animals with reverence. Number 14, I can be trusted. Number 15, I care for the earth. Number 16, I keep my own counsel. Number 17, I speak positively of others. Number 18, I remain in balance with my emotions. Number 19, I am trustful in my relationships. Number 20, I hold purity in high esteem. Number 21, I spread joy. Number 22, I do the best I can. Number 23, I communicate with compassion. Number 24, I listen to opposing opinions. Number 25, I create harmony. Number 26, I invoke laughter. Number 27, I am open to love in various forms. Number 28, I am forgiving. Number 29, I am kind. Number 30, I act respectfully of others. Number 31, I am accepting. 
Number 32, I follow my inner guidance. Number 33, I converse with awareness. Number 34, I do good. Number 35, I give blessings. Number 36, I keep the water pure. Number 37, I speak with good intent. Number 38, I praise the goddess and the god. Number 39, I am humble. Number 40, I achieve with integrity. Number 41, I advance through my own abilities. Number 42, I embrace the all. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is, Ashe, blessed be. Please take a moment to create a space where you can go into meditation. So if you're operating any heavy machinery or not able to be present, pause here. There are timestamps in the show notes, which you can always find on my website, starsstonesandstories.com. And then you just click on each episode and you'll see notes and you click on the notes and that will give you all of the timestamps. So come back to this when you're able to be present. And as you're preparing your space, make sure that you're comfortable, your biological needs have been cared for, your device is off or on silent, and you're warm enough, you're able to come seated or lie down on your back. And just take some nice, long, deep breaths. Close the eyes and begin to allow a nice warm wave of relaxation to roll through your body, beginning at the soles of the feet, entering in through the soles of the feet and circling up through the ankles, moving up through the legs and the knees and the thighs and the buttocks and the pelvic bowl up through all of your digestive organs and the layers of your spine, your lungs and your heart, all the way up to the shoulders, rolling, cascading down through the arms, down the elbows, down into the wrists and the fingertips. And this warm wave of relaxation continues back up the arms, back through the shoulders, up into the neck, the back of the head and the throat and the jaw, deep into the root of your tongue, into the root of your nose, deep into the optic nerves and the space between the eyebrows. Every bone in your face and your body relaxes and every hair on your head and your body relaxes. The bones of who you are merge with the bones, the stones of Mother Earth, 
and the hairs of who you are. Just allow your nervous system to fully, fully let go here and now. And immediately you feel this beautiful spiral from the base of the spine, the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, anchoring you deep down into Mother Earth, connecting you to great-grandmother Hematite, this beautiful lineage stone that connects us to the seven generations that have come before. And you feel connected deep into the earth, And you feel this presence on your left-hand side, your feminine lineage, going all the way back to the ancient, wise, indigenous, first woman of your lineage. And you feel this presence on your right-hand side, going all the way back to this ancient, powerful, first indigenous man on your masculine side. And from there, from that point to here and now, you feel the guideship of your ancestors, the support, the solutions, the beauty of that which you stand upon in this lifetime. You feel their support, their radiance, their acceptance, their love, and how proud they are of you for being here on earth in these times in these very significant times on earth. And so you feel the backing of your ancestors. You feel yourself connected into Mother Earth. And your body is so deeply relaxed. And you continue to just allow the breath to come and go. And anytime the mind begins to wander, you bring it back to the sound of my voice, knowing that... Anything that must be tended to will get taken care of later. And you trust in this here and now moment and you allow yourself to sink even deeper energetically into this presence, into this field of space. And as you sink even deeper, you feel this beautiful expansion, this warm wave radiate through your body and you begin to notice this beautiful cosmic sun the great cosmic sun of all suns the great central sun is radiating over the crown of your head and from this space this golden nectar this golden honey begins to drip from the great cosmic sun dripping down cascading from the crown of your head and it begins to ripple through every cell of your being creating the imprint of the seed of life the flower of life the sacred geometry of life that fills every cell of your body knowing that your cells are regenerating rejuvenating at all times And you're washing this wave of potential, power, high frequency light codes through your body, moving them with such ease and ability just by being here now. 
And as you feel so warm and relaxed in this moment, you begin to notice this great cosmic sun. You begin to notice these strong pillars of light coming out from the great cosmic sun and they go in four directions around your body one to the east one to the south one to the west and one to the north and they create this perfect square of energy that becomes a rectangle that extends out in either direction around your body so you have this base of golden white light that also is joined with this most beautiful violet ray of light and this light begins to radiate up to come to a point about 12 feet above your head if you were to be standing however you are lying down now and this point comes to about 12 feet above where your head would be if you were standing forming this most gorgeous luminous violet white golden warm pyramid of light fully encasing your body and with this frequency you make the conscious decision to be in your royal radiance you make this conscious decision to ask anything that is not vibrating at the caliber at the speed of light that you are to leave your sphere and in this you realize that this also will reverberate out into relationships and situations that are no longer serving you and so you must make the conscious decision if this feels appropriate to you here and now and so if it does you affirm and you allow this to be so here and now that you are fully protected that you are in your complete divine sovereignty and only that which you have made conscious agreements or unconscious agreements to be in your field is allowed in your field and so you find yourself in your regalness here in this moment and you find this activation beginning to tingle at the base of your spine and you draw your awareness down here and you feel this beautiful black serpent energy activating on the left near your sacrum and on your right near your sacrum you feel this golden serpent and the stirring begins to happen and then this activation awakens the serpentine energy that begins to flood up your spine moving through each energy vortex in your body each chakra along the spinal column this serpentine energy floods your body fully activating your inner 
divine feminine and your inner divine masculine frequencies, your strength, your yin, your yang, your lunar, your solar. And you feel this flooding your system in the highest and holiest of ways. You feel your ancestors dancing around you in full support. And you feel the other beings that are part of your sacred council in full support, holding space for you here and now. And you allow And as you allow, you bring your attention back to your physical body, back to the soles of the feet, and you feel this wonderful wave of rejuvenation moving up from the soles of the feet, around the legs, spiraling around the legs, spiraling all the way up into the pelvic bowl, all the way up through the spine, and the front of your body, through your heart and your lungs, down your arms and back up again, through the throat and the head, all the way to the crown of who you are. And you begin to bring your awareness back into your physical body even more, wiggling through the fingers and the toes, circling through the wrists and the ankles, rubbing together the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, and then taking the legs back out long and placing the hands on the eyes and cupping the eyes, breathing in nice and long, deep breaths here. Honoring all that you have seen through the third eye vision, honoring this beautiful journey. Hugging the knees into the chest, rocking from side to side. And coming back up to sit and taking a moment to be in this energy, to feel and witness And if you feel called, finding a pen and a piece of paper to write down what you have experienced, to reflect, to remember, and to honor. And so it is. Blessed be.
May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou, great enchantress, heal me. Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. For sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine. <laughs>